0: This is the Old Radio Show's podcast.
1: Today's collection, Donald.
2: Uh, yes, Mister Miller. I opened the mail myself this morning, and
1: all the checks are here. Ah, hmm? uh-huh. fine. Tell me, what's the total?
2: Twelve thousand four hundred and fifty dollars. All the checks are made out to Consolidated Charities, Mister Miller.
1: Of course. That's so that no irresponsible party can cash them, Donald. You see, people who contribute to our campaign want to make sure that the money goes to charity. I understand, sir. Would you be interested in the
2: total we've collected so far?
1: Yes. What is the amount?
2: Uh, here it is. One hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Good. And our campaign is less than two weeks old.
1: Everything is going according to plan. Oh, Donald, has Morton Gary phoned today? Uh, not yet. I imagine he will, though. He's very
2: interested in knowing how the drive is coming.
1: He's taking that business of being chairman of consolidated charities too seriously. Oh? You think he may be a problem? Perhaps. Gary is a very prominent man. We need him. His name on our letterhead assures the legitimacy of our organization. Mr. Miller. Yes? What happens if Mr. Gary finds out what's really happening to the money? You mean suppose he finds out that only a small percentage goes to charity and I pocket the rest? Yes. I don't think he'll find out, Donald. I'll answer that. Hello?
3: Mike? Elise Avery.
1: Hello, Elise. I thought this was old man Gary calling in. What's going on?
3: I just hit a big one, Mike. Some sucker just gave me a check for five grand. Good
1: for you, girl. Bring it in with you.
3: Sure. Just thought you'd like to hear the good news, that's all. See you later. Bye.
1: Bye. Now, where were we, Donald?
3: We were just talking
1: about
2: Morton Gary. And what would happen if he found out what we're doing and the money we're collecting?
1: First of all, he isn't going to find out. No? No. And second, even if he does, it doesn't matter too much.
2: He'll squawk, Mr. Miller. He'll take this up with the police. Maybe with the FBI. After all, we're using the mails.
1: Yes, that's true, Donald. We are using the mails. And the mails are bringing us in a fortune. But Gary won't talk. Believe me. And even if he does start to talk, he'll never finish what he's saying. You can believe that, too.
3: with a check for 5000
1: The one you phoned about?
3: Mm-hmm. Lay
1: it right here, lady. I want to look at it.
3: Here you are, chum. Pay to the order of Consolidated Charities. Five-oh-oh-oh. Endorse it, cash it, and it's all yours.
1: <laughs> People sure are suckers, aren't they,
3: Annie?
1: <laughs> $5,000. You'd think they'd investigate a charity before they start giving their money away.
3: Sure. But there are lots of legitimate charities, thank goodness. That makes our job that much easier. Oh, uh, Mike, let me take a look at that list. What list? The list of guys who've kicked in, and the amounts. I need some dough. Thought maybe you'd give me a check for my commissions.
1: Well, uh, I'll have to get it for you,
3: Elise. Okay, but uh, while we're waiting, suppose you give me my cut of this five grand I just brought in.
1: (laughs) Gotta wait till the check clears the bank, baby. You know, you've been dealing with suckers all day. Kindly remember that I'm not one of
3: them. Me either, Mike. That's why I want my commission on the dough I've already brought in. You'll get it.
1: Donald is figuring out what I owe you. He'll have the figures in an hour. Then, if you're a good girl, I'll give you a check.
3: Kid, if I was a good girl, I wouldn't be in this racket. But, uh, bad or good, I'll get that check.
1: You're pretty sure you'll get it, hmm?
3: If I don't get it, Mike, you'll get it. Right in the neck. Oh.
0: I beg your pardon, miss. Yes? I'd like to see the district attorney, please. My name is Morton Gary.
3: Oh, yes, Mr. Gary. You telephoned for an appointment, didn't
0: you? Uh, yes, I did. Yes. Uh,
3: well, just a moment, sir. I'll find out if Mr. Markham can see you now. Thank you.
0: Yes, Miss Williams. Uh,
3: Mr. Morton Gary to see you, Mr. Markham, uh, by appointment.
0: I Ask him to come in, please.
3: Would you go right in, Mr. Gary, right through that door there.
0: Is this door here? Uh, yes.
4: Yes, that's the one, Mr. Gary.
0: Oh, thank you, miss. Thank you. Mr. Markham. Uh,
5: come
0: in, please, Mr. Gary. How do you do, Mr. Markham? Mr. Gary, please sit down, sir. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, Mr. Markham, I have come to ask you to investigate a very unscrupulous man, Mr. Michael Miller. Miller? You don't believe I know the name? I didn't either until a few weeks ago. He's not from this city, Mr. Markham. He claimed to be very philanthropic and was forming an organization to be known as Consolidated Charities. Yes, Mr. Gary. He induced me to lend my name to the organization, which I did. Uh, many of my friends have contributed to it. And now I have reason to believe the entire thing is a fraud. I see. He's collecting money, but not turning it over to charity, is that it? Oh, I believe he is turning over a small percentage of the money to legitimate societies, Mr. Markham. But I've asked to see statements of monies collected and dispersed, and Mr. Miller has refused to allow me to see any records. Hmm, I begin to understand your suspicions, Mr. Gary. Michael Miller,
5: you said the man's name was?
0: That's correct. His offices are in the Lions building.
5: Well, I'll investigate this at once, Mr. Gary, and thank you for calling it to my attention. If your suspicions are correct, we'll put a stop to this racket, but fast. Uh, Vance, this is Markham.
4: Well, my favorite district attorney calling me at home. Well, thank you. Sounds important, Markham. It is.
5: I called your office and they said you'd left for the day, Vance. I'm in the office of the Consolidated Charities in the Lions Building. How soon can you get here?
4: At once, if it's important.
5: It's very important. We had a complaint late this afternoon about a Mr. Michael Miller who was the head of this supposed charity organization. Actually, it was a racket.
4: Go ahead, Markham. Who made the complaint?
5: Morton Gary. Oh. You know him, Vance?
4: Yes, I do. Very honest. Very wealthy and very gullible.
5: Well, when I got to this Miller's office a little while ago, Vance, I found Miller dead. He'd been shot twice, once in the heart and once in the calf of his leg.
4: Really, Markham? How strange.
5: And there are no records of any kind here, Vance. Apparently, the murderer took them with him. All that was here when we broke in was the body.
4: The lists are missing, eh, Markham? Yes. Hmm. Apparently, we have a listless murder case. Well, just to generate a little action in it, suppose I describe Miller's killer for you.
5: Describe him, Vance. You haven't even seen the body. You don't know any more about this case than I've just told you. You, how can you possibly describe Miller's murderer?
4: I'll explain that to you later, Markham. Right now, all I'll tell you is to look for a murderer with a bruise on his cheek or a black eye. I'm on my way down to meet you now.
5: Vance, I have Sergeant Heath out searching for someone who has a
4: connection with this case and who also has a black eye or bruised cheek. Now, tell me why. One of the nicest things about you, Markham, is that you do things that I suggest without demanding an explanation. Hmm. Let us retain that fine point in our association until the proper time, shall we?
5: I know your reasoning, Vance. You believe that if you were to explain why you think the
4: murderer is bruised...
5: I'd be prejudiced immediately against any suspect we turned up who did have such a
4: mark. Exactly. Yes. And up until now, I'm quoting only theory, Markham, not fact or proof. Good enough, Vance. Good enough.
5: Uh, By the way, if you can tabor your theory temporarily, we have a suspect for you. Really? Who? A girl named Elise Avery. She's in the next room now. It seems that she came into the Consolidated Charities office while I was waiting for you. She admits she worked here, but denies any knowledge of the shooting of Mr. Miller.
4: Nobody makes our jobs simple anymore, Markham, do they?
5: That should make you very happy, Vance. You and your theory about the bruise on the killer's face. Do you want to go
4: in and see Miss Avery? Do you think I should? Uh,
5: She's very attractive.
4: I should. I'll report any developments
5: to you, Markham. Do that, Vance, do that. I'll be here somewhere trying to find some records of contributions. They must be around unless the murderer took them with him. Which is
4: not at all unlikely.
5: See you in a little while, Vance.
4: Right, I'll go in and talk to Miss Avery now. Hello. Hello. Miss Avery, I'm Philo Vance.
3: Really? You're not at all the way I pictured you, Vance.
4: No? Mm-mm. Should I be flattered or ashamed?
3: Oh, I didn't know you were so, uh, distinguished-looking.
4: I'm ashamed of those newspaper pictures.
3: <laughs> oh, I like that.
4: You're either very easily pleased, Miss Avery, or very anxious to cater to my vanity. In either case, there are several questions I want to ask
3: you. Oh, I'll uh, save you the trouble of asking, Vance. I've got the answers already. Oh, yes? Yes. My name is Elise Avery. I worked for Consolidated Charities soliciting contributions. I got a salary. I had no idea this was a racket, and I don't know who killed Mr. Miller.
4: Very interesting, very informative, and very pat. Miss Avery, you know that Mr. Miller was killed by a bullet in the heart?
3: Yes, I do. Mr. Markham told me that. He also told me about a bullet in the cap of his leg. Oh, I don't see the connection, if any.
4: I believe there is one, Miss Avery.
3: Vance, may I confess something?
4: Not the murder.
3: No, of course not. Then
4: go right ahead.
3: I've uh, wanted to meet you for a long time, Vance. Ever since I first saw your picture in the papers and began reading about you.
4: We went through this flattery routine a while ago, didn't
3: we? Oh, I don't want anything from you, Vance. I'm not looking for any favors for what I'm saying. That uh, just happens to be the way I feel, and so I'm saying it.
4: I find this most enjoyable. Please continue. All
3: right. I've often wondered what kind of a man you were, uh, uh, where a woman was concerned. Oh. Mm -hmm. Most of the men I've known were dull. You look different. You uh, sounded different in the stories I read about you, and yet in person, you're still different. Attractively different.
4: If you believe that I'm not merely trying to return a compliment, I might say that you're different too, Miss Avery. And very attractive.
3: Then what's keeping the two of us so much apart? Come uh, closer, Vance. hmm?
4: Courage is one of my strong points, Miss Avery. I'm here.
3: How much uh, courage do you have, Vance?
4: Adequate amount, I'd say.
3: Enough to come... Still a little closer? Hmm?
4: This is what I like about a murder case. You never know what's going to turn up next.
3: (laughs) Right now, it should be my toes. Oh, no, I never felt quite like this before. Vance, let's not talk about a murder case.
4: That suits me. Concentration is one of my weak points.
3: Vance...
4: <clears throat> I was just thinking of that myself.
3: And what are we waiting for?
4: Nothing that I know of.
3: Vance. Oh, Vance, darling.
5: Lance, I just... Oh, oh. oh I... <laughs> I beg your pardon,
3: both of you... Oh, Markham, well,
4: come in, please, come in. I guess I'm supposed to say I hope I'm not intruding, but I guarantee all three of us know I am. <laughs> you're
3: not kidding. Oh, but you're
4: not really intruding, Markham, honestly. Although it's true that you did interrupt me while I was embracing Miss Avery.
3: Oh, after the way you've kissed me, my name is Elise.
4: Very well. well Markham, it's true that you did interrupt me while I was embracing Elise... But that embrace was in the nature of an experiment.
3: Well, an experiment?
4: Really? Yes, Elise, an experiment. An experiment that tells me whether or not you killed Michael Miller.
5: This is District Attorney Markham. The listless murder case began with the finding of the body of Michael Miller... ...who headed a racket organization he called Consolidated Charities. The firm was reported to me by prominent Morton Gary... ...who was being used as a dupe by Miller. And subsequent investigation disclosed Miller was shot... ...with bullets in his heart and in the calf of the leg. Philo Vance is under the impression that the murderer has a bruise on his face... ...or a blackened eye, but has refused to indicate why he believes this. Vance has already questioned Elise Avery, who worked with Miller and has told me he had an appointment with Morton Gary the following day.
0: He should be with him about... Nice day for walking, isn't it, Mr. Gary? Yes, very, really, Mr. Vance. Only I wish they weren't so much on my mind. That's the reason I
4: decided to take this walk rather than discuss our mutual problem in your office. It's very mild out, this
0: is a very secluded street, and we're quite alone. I can't quite get over my being used as a cover-up for that Miller and his gang. So many of my friends donated money to his mythical charities. I can understand that. Perhaps something you might tell us will give us a lead to his killer, well, I've told you all I could, but apparently I haven't been much help, though.
4: I wouldn't worry about that. You may think of something which seems unimportant, but which might solve this entire case for us. I believe... Drop to the ground! Oh, Vance!
0: Vance, what is this? Who is that in the car?
4: I don't know. I didn't see the license. It was covered with some sort of rag. Oh. The car's gone. I think it's safe to get up now. All right.
0: Oh, get very dirty, Mr. Gary. No, no, I don't think so. You pulled me down on top of you. But how can you be so calm, man? Don't you realize somebody just tried to kill you? Somebody did shoot, but after all he missed, so what's there to be excited about? I've I've heard things like that about you, Vance, but I didn't believe them until this very minute. You're quite a man, sir. Thank you. Only I suggest that we go somewhere else to finish our talk. I don't believe we ought to give our assailant another chance. That's very sensible, Mr. Gary. I wish there was some way of chasing after him or of identifying that car. Apparently, you've made more progress on this case than you think, Vance. There's no question but that the killer feels you're getting close to his trail and tried to prevent that by killing you. Really? Well, Mr. Gary, if I were you, I'd appeal to Mr. Markham for police protection. You would, Vance, but why?
4: Why? Because I believe those bullets were meant for you.
5: advance you came down here to tell me you believe someone tried to kill Morton Gary why would anyone want to do that and what's more important who was it sorry Markham I can't tell you well suppose you clear up that first mystery then no sense in having two unexplainable remarks by you go unanswered
4: you mean why do I think the killer would have a mark on his face
5: yes suppose you take your top coat off sit down and let me have the details on that
4: one Hmm? I'm not staying long enough to sit Markham but I will tell you why I think as I do all right You mentioned to me over the telephone that Michael Miller had a bullet wound in his heart and one in the calf of his leg. That's right. It's the bullet in his leg that leads to my line of reasoning. I think that the killer fired from the floor and his first shot struck Miller in the leg.
5: In other words, he was lying on the floor, Miller was standing over him, probably about to kick him, and
4: the killer shot. Yes, his first bullet struck Miller in the leg. Miller staggered back. The killer got up off the floor and shot him in the heart.
5: Mm. Well, that still doesn't explain the bruised face. Doesn't
4: it? Well, isn't it logical if the killer were on the floor that Miller had knocked him down first? And if he knocked him down, wouldn't it seem as if there should be a bruise? Yes, yes, it would.
5: Uh, Vance, while you're in a true confession mood, why not explain why you were embracing Miss Avery yesterday?
4: Certainly. There was no bruise on her face, Markham, but her makeup might have been used to cover it, if she did have one. What? While I was ostensibly kissing her, I was actually trying to rub off as much of her makeup as I could. Oh, I see. And as there
5: was no bruise, that relieves her of suspicion, then, I suppose.
4: I wouldn't go that far, my friend. I could be completely wrong about this. Personally, I don't believe you are. But as long as you've
5: been so cooperative, Vance, here's a piece of news for you. There were three people in Miller's charity racket. Miller... Elise Avery and a secretary, a young fellow named Donald Stone.
0: Uh, we've overlooked
4: him, haven't we, Markham? Well, I think we can do something about that. Miss Avery knew him, of course. Yes, she did. Well, perhaps I'll call her on the telephone and ask her something about him. I want to know. Come to think of it, there was a memorandum at my office saying that she had phoned earlier today. Oh, wonder what she wanted. From the tone of the message she left, apparently she didn't believe what I said in her office, that the embrace between us was merely an experiment. She seemed to regard it more as a sample
2: You know, I'm beginning to get an idea about you, Elise An idea I don't like Now I know why you called and wanted to come up here
3: Anytime you get an idea, Donald, that's news Now shut up and let me think I'll
2: let you think, all right I'll let you think about me Vance called me You know that he suspects I killed Miller?
3: Does he? I've got news for you, kid Vance never suspects anybody. He knows who killed Miller. And what makes you so calm? Now, wait a minute, you punk. Don't you even think I had anything to do with killing the boss? No, why not? He
2: was holding out your cut on you. You had all the reason in the world to kill him.
3: Look, lad, just don't let me lose my temper. And talking about people who had reason for knocking off Miller, what about you? You knew he was going to get rid of you when this campaign was over, didn't you? He was going to kill me? Sure. He didn't trust you. He was afraid you'd talk if anybody put the heat on You were new with Miller. Remember that. Oh,
2: so he was going to kill me.
3: He didn't, did he? That's all you have to worry about. Now, um, what did you do with the money and the sucker list that was in the office? I want my share of the money.
2: I don't know what you're talking
3: about. No? Well, suit yourself. Maybe Vance will know. You've got one more chance, chum. I want half of the dough you must have taken from Miller. Well... Okay, if that's the way you want it, it's okay with me. I'll be seeing you. So long. Wait a minute. Now, you're getting smart, Donald. Where's the money? Here in my desk
2: drawer. It wasn't too much cash, just $20,000.
3: Well, hand over ten. And, uh, by the way, how'd you get that nine, cut on six, your chin? Six, hmm?
2: Seven, eight, nine, ten thousand. Here's your half, and I got the cut on my chin from shaving. Oh.
3: Thanks for the money, Donald. You're being smart. The less Father Vance knows about you, the better you should like it.
2: You said he knew who killed Miller.
3: Knowing and proving are two different things, friend. And since you've seen the light, we'll just keep Vance in the dark.
4: Vance speaking.
3: Hello, Vance. Yes? This is Elise Avery. I uh, tried to reach you earlier today. I know.
4: I got your message.
3: I'd like to see you, Vance.
4: So your message said.
3: It isn't what you think, Vance. I'm trying to help you. I can tell you about Donald Stone, who was Miller's assistant in that charity racket. He has a prison record, and I happen to know he stole at least $20,000 from the office after the murder.
4: That's so? Mm Mm-hmm. What happened? Did he refuse to give you a cut of it?
3: What do you mean?
4: I mean, you must have had some reason for waiting this long to tell me that, Miss Avery. The chances are you were waiting for a chance to blackmail him.
3: No, that's not true, Vance. I just want to help you. That's the only reason I've told you about Stone. In that
4: case, Miss Avery, thank you. But believe me, I don't believe
3: you. Hello, Mr. Vance.
4: Hi, Miss Williams. Mr. Oh uh, No,
3: he's not. Why don't you take your hat and coat off, Mr. Vance? He won't be long. Thank you. I'll do
4: that. All right, to lay them on this chair? Certainly. Thank you.
3: Why, Mr. Vance, what on earth is that on your shoulder? Paint?
4: No, Miss Williams. Looks like, like paint, doesn't it? Actually, it's something I'm preserving rather carefully. It's the clue to the murderer of Michael Miller. That
2: spot?
3: That's
4: right, Miss Williams. And I think that perhaps I'd better not wait for Markham. I have some things to do, but would you ask Mr. Markham to have Miss Avery, Mr. Donald Stone, and Mr. Morton Gary in my office in an hour?
5: Well, yes, could Tell
4: him that I'll be ready to name Mr. Miller's murderer then. All three of our suspects are in my outer office, Markham? Yes. Good. Would you ask them to come in, please? Of course, Vance.
5: Miss Avery, Mr. Gary, Yes. Donald. Yes, sir. Mr. Vance would like you all to come in
0: now. Oh, very well.
4: I swear. Thank you all for being here. I thought you'd all like to know who killed Michael Miller. You, Donald Stone. No, Vance, it wasn't me. I swear it wasn't. I didn't say it was. I think, though, that it was you who fired those shots at Mr. Gary here and myself this morning before you realized that I knew you were Miller's secretary.
2: You think I shot at you? I know you did.
4: And I know why. You wanted to kill Mr. Gary because he could identify you as working for Mr. Miller. According to Miss Avery, you have a prison record. Why, you yeah. didn't want to be linked with this case.
2: So she told you, did she, about me? Yes. Well, I'll tell you a couple of things about her. Nothing I don't
4: know already, believe me, Mr. Stone. Mr. Gary. Yes? This is the young man who shot at you. What do you think we ought to do with him? Lock him up. He's dangerous, Vance. By all means, lock him up. He's dangerous because he shot at you and me and missed. What would you do with someone who didn't miss, Mr. Gary? I'd see that he went to the chair. That's what i do. Well, in that case, I hope you're reconciled to it. R- you killed Michael Miller, Mr. Gary. What...
0: I? Why should I kill him?
4: When you found out he was running a racket using your name, you were so blinded by rage that you attacked him. He knocked you down. But While you were on the floor, you shot. All
0: well, right, I... I did. But he was going to hit me with a chair while I was lying on the floor. He would have killed me.
4: Perhaps. That, of course, we'll never know. Uh, Vance, there's something I'd like to know. Yes, Markham. How did you know it was Gary here who killed Miller? I'll tell you, Markham. Later. <laughs> Listening, Vance, you knew Miller was killed by Gary. How? Remember, Markham, my theory about the killer having a bruise on his cheek? Yes, but Gary had no bruise. Oh, yes, he did. It was covered with makeup, so we couldn't see it, but it was there. But if makeup covered it, how did you know? Your secretary noticed a spot on my shoulder today. I'd wondered earlier how it had gotten there. But then I realized that there was only one way. And that was? That was when Gary fell against me on the street when we were both walking and the shots were fired was mild and I wasn't wearing a top coat. Oh, I get it now. When you realized how you got
5: the makeup on your shoulder, you realize Gary would have only one reason for wearing makeup. To hide
4: a bruise. That's right. Vance, you're wonderful. Come now, you're beginning to sound like Elise Avery. You'd better stop. I will,
5: I will, if you'll tell me what happened to the list of people that contributed to consolidated charities and gave this case its
4: name. That list? Donald Stone probably destroyed it. He found Miller dead, stole whatever money was around, and tried to hide the fact that the Consolidated Charities was a racket.
5: Yeah, pretty low racket, Vance. I'm glad we ended it. And I'm glad we ended the listless murder case.